Hey, you all. Before we get into this week's podcast, I wanted to let you all know that we are now on Patreon.com, which is a wonderful little site where you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. A special thank you to Terry and our first official Patreon patron, Trisha. As patrons, they get early access to our episodes and my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, you can visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. And the link is also in the show notes. Thanks so much, Trisha and Terry. Now let's get to it. And I believe in you. I know you have the fight. So I convinced Heidi to let me give you an opportunity to demonstrate that more profoundly. Tomorrow morning, there will be fabric from your collaborative collections. You will also have access to the fabric from previous fashion shows. We will not be fabric shopping. You will create one look. You will have seven hours because your only work time is during the day. There's no seamstress work through the night. Well, so excuse me, please excuse my French. Um, like, oh my God. Hey, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway, the making the cut edition. I'm Ernest. And I'm Nayland. Yeah, so so we're here recording this on, on a Thursday, kind of early afternoon, and I have to say, I'd, I'd, I'd much prefer to spend this hour of the day chatting with you, Nayland, than with what <laughs> I usually do, which is listening to Governor Cuomo's daily briefings. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is just a really great break from that routine that I crafted oh. for myself in the middle of all of this. So, um, yeah. It's, no. uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it's because I hang out on Twitter so much. I, <laughs> I feel like my, my media environment is porous enough uh-huh. that I find out everything I need to find out. And so I, I don't have to go directly to the news. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, like last night at, um, uh, after we, uh, were done recording, I kind of went out and watched a little bit of like BBC world report. Yeah. And it was like the first like actual news program that I had watched huh. in, um, uh, you know, uh, I can't even tell you like <laughs> since the beginning of time, like feels like a, a really, a really a long time. Um, and uh, um, and uh, I couldn't even make it through. Like I made it through maybe ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I was just like, I can't. This isn't. It it's 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 the amount of information that I need versus stuff that I think I should act on, but actually can't act on. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of pointless for me to beat myself up for not being able to act on it. Yeah. So high, (laughs) you know, it's like, there's so much stuff 
that fills even like a half an hour of supposedly high quality news Mm -hmm. that is just um, really not information. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's and it's it is that really strange sort of thing where just it's just such an overload straight away. I mean, even with the Cuomo briefings, I I cut them off after half hour. That's my that is my limit because how long are these briefings? I think he he is just relatively short. I would say they go to like forty five minutes as opposed to the national briefings that are like two hours. Right. (laughs) So right, but. A lot of that is his, you know, pep talk of this is we can get through this together. This is what my daughter's doing right now. And it's like, all right, good. The PowerPoint presentation is off. I've got the hard numbers. I'm good. I'm yeah. staying inside today. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of even my threshold for those things that I used to find comforting has really, really diminished as mm-hmm. we kind of get through this. It's, you know, um, it doesn't feel like Groundhog's Day, but um you know, coming up, I'm coming up with with this. It it, it does. It's so, sort of like this rotating thing of every day is different, but the thing that's mm-hmm. normal is how strange everything always is. Yes. And so even that is becoming to the point where I'm like, I can't take much more strangeness. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, so I don't know. Go ahead. I mean, I recommend like. Um, sources that you read (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so like just like going to like the times and the washington post sites in the morning you know yeah um uh like actually like going to print media because it at least there i um it's very easy for me to sort of put it down when I want Mm -hmm. and I, and, uh, and, and I can sort of scan through and get the stuff that does feel like actual information. Like, as you say, the hard numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Those hard numbers. You know, um, I mean, and I also will say that a part of what I, I I do have some friends who, (laughs) um, I think we all know people who work in, in the healthcare field, yeah. And um, it's hard to keep in touch with them because they're all so busy. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's sort of been one of the things, just kind of checking in with them and seeing what they're seeing. And I don't I, I yeah. have friends all over. And so I have one friend in D.C. and another friend who actually works at the CDC in Atlanta. And she's she's working from home. Um, you know, she is in mm-hmm. jobs where she can work from home. But it's, um, you know, just kind of get a sense of what's actually happening and something that's actually real. It's still intense because it, it is. Yeah. It just really is. And for me, where I am in Brooklyn, it's relatively quiet, which is also very eerie. It's just very, very strange. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Anyway, but 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 getting into this show here, um, last night we we uh we couldn't get through the <laughs> episode four <laughs> we're talking about that on podcast we're just like let's let's wait let's give it let's sleep on it and then come back yeah. to it and you know I, i'm i'm really glad fresh. so then we don't have to really fly through this episode um and it's just kind of you know it's just it's nice to kind of even if there are some complaints even if there are some things that happen here that i'm just like huh what's going on mm. we have time so 
Uh, yes, we do. But also, the, like, in the larger sense, like, we ended up the last podcast, I was talking about Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, we hear a lot about people like turning to comfort food in mm-hmm. these times. And you would, and it would seem like this is uh, exactly it. Mm-hmm. Like, like this, like this should be it, but I'm personally, I'm not finding it super comforting. Hmm. And I'm, I wonder about that for you. Do you find it like, like just in, enjoyable to watch in that way? Yeah, I think I'm, I, and I know this, I'm very aware. I am very easy to please right now. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so even just seeing people outside is just so wonderful. Um, and 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 even this, I'm just like, oh, they're all in the sewing room together. Look at this community. <laughs> Look at them. They're hugging each other. Sabato is assaulting Johnny with kisses. Yes. Oh, this is great. You know, and so things like that. I, I do say I have to say, like, I've been holding back a little bit of side eyeing certain things here. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, overall, I'm still I'm, I'm cautious. I am uh-huh. cautiously enjoying it. Uh-huh. I still have some walls up <laughs> because it's uh-huh. so new. But right. I mean, do you know why you're a little discomforted by this or or do you or know, find I think I I mean, one piece of it is probably um yay the yay the million dollar prize, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then it's but, you know, brought to you by Amazon who are you know asking their uh who are asking their like their distribution employees who have vacation time to voluntarily give over to their other like to their fellow employees like Mm. like like jeff bezos who could wave a magic wand um called a pen with his checkbook and basically provide um, all of his workers with a uh, a robust benefits package. Yeah. Um, at the drop of a hat, and it's sort of like it, it 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 it's hard for me, particularly heightened in this time, like where we're looking at all of this sort of international travel and international, you know, tra- transnational capitalism and mm-hmm. being like okay, what does this actually do for us? And what does it mean to win in this scenario? And mm-hmm. and there's a weird thing where it's like, if I hear another contestant go, this could change my life. And it's like, yeah, well, yes, a million dollars does change your life. Being on TV does change your life. But um, But there's like so many, like how many lives have to be sort of messed up in order for that change to take place. Yeah. Oh man, Nalen. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's but a it's... little it's a little hard to and so that is just not all the time, but that just sort of sits at the yeah. back of my you know, and and um and yes, it's easy for us to like dunk on bra you know bravo and these other 
these other channels, Mm -hmm. it's not like they are bastions of sainthood. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, it's, it is, uh, it, it, this particular entertainment property coming along at this particular moment in this particular way Mm -hmm. is, um, it, it's, it's less escapism for me than in other, other situations. And, and mm, I mean, (laughs) say it, get it out. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I want to hear like your, your issues as well. Um, There's something about like everybody's general competence. Yeah. That is, um, that, that makes it feel like, oh, okay, this is fine. This is sort of business as usual. Like this, like it, so far, the episodes, the four episodes that I've watched have felt like these are basic units of uh, TV, you know, competition reality show. Mm-hmm. Not, not, um, uh, not any better, not any worse. It's interesting that to think about this in in relationship to the Netflix show, which we didn't talk about. Mm-mm. Um. Uh, and the way in which that show, um, I, you know, felt like a spin on this in a slightly different way, um, didn't feel, uh, quite as, um, uh, high powered, but also as, uh, as as absolutely nothing is going to go wrong hmm. as this show does. Huh. So anyway, let's talk to me about your your reservations. Yeah, I mean, my only, you know, I okay, because it the a part of the reservation has to do with the challenge for this uh-huh. for episode four. I mean, because so it just to remind our listeners, we left on a cliffhanger. Heidi's bone chilling question of have judges, have you changed your minds? Have, have the designers talking about themselves and defending themselves? Has it changed your mind? Um, and we, we left on Naomi Campbell going, yes, I've changed my mind. And, and that's how we open. Um, but, it, but essentially we, um, we have this, we open this episode with Troy really, mm-hmm just going to bat for himself and real and showing that he knows how to talk about his work. Um, And also he gets this really resounding tense music in the back and it just kind of, it shows as if he's really convincing the judges that they're changing their minds. And, and it's, it's a very first time this whole season so far that someone has been able to sway them and they go down the line and Naomi gives this impassioned, like this is a war. Like, this is really, really intense. And same thing mm-hmm. with the polls. Like, we're giving you guys a million dollars. That should be a big deal to you. In in the real world, you don't get a second chance. This million-dollar investor, whoever they are, if you don't cut – if you if you don't make the cut, then they go off to the next hot thing, and that's where they'll put their money. Um, and, and so 
Naomi Campbell, why am I calling her Naomi like I know her, but Naomi Campbell does this thing that is annoying to me where I'm like, I'm not sure if it was a, an executive producer move. Like she's like, I'm just, I'm just a judge, but really Heidi, I'm doing your job where she goes, <laughs> Heidi, like, really, is this a thing? Do they really want this? And talking about the designers while they're in the room, but not at them, not talking to them, but talking about them in front of them. And she's like, I just don't feel like I, I, that they have the fight in them. I don't feel like this is a competition, right, Heidi? Mm-hmm. And starts this whole like story arc of do they really, really want this? And so we're not convinced and we have to, we have to shake them up a little bit because mm-hmm. Naomi Campbell uses her war uh, um, allegory and just like, look, Troy, you're a tailor. Taylors survive. They are able to cut with the knives and their tools. I'm like, okay, too close to reminding us, Naomi Campbell, of how you like to clock your assistants in the heads with your tools. <laughs> right. Like so. Right. But but it gets us into this idea of like something is wrong here. We're gonna have to make it a little bit more intense. And that's one of my first gripes is because what I really enjoyed about the third episode of them being in a group together is that there really wasn't a lot of this normal drama that you tend to see around these shows. And um, it, it kind of brings into a, it brings them, or I would say their expertise and their real world experience with what they actually know how to do. And also why I think they were recruited onto this show is that they do know how to work with other people. A lot of them are leading teams or a lot of them are right. part of teams and no, the ins and outs of manufacturing and already have collaborated like Jiwon already has done a big time collaboration, which we didn't mention with Adidas. And so this is something that they've done before, but I suspected, Oh no, they're going to pull some strings because they didn't, you know, Heidi is like the puppeteer of calamity. And I think Naomi also just loves the drama. I'm just assuming I'm not saying that mm-hmm. this is what it is, but with this push, it was almost like, Let's push them even harder. Let's create even more of a pressure chamber. Um, and we're going we're basically going to change the rules. We're going to change the rules. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I read about, especially after Martha's elimination, because I thought it was just so bizarre that she had no sewing skills. Mm-hmm. They a lot of these designers weren't told what the rules were. They were recruited. And um, at least this is what Martha said. And this is also what Jasmine said, who was also eliminated, that mm-hmm. they asked, what, what is this competition about? What are the rules? And uh, Martha, in a, in a piece about her, said, I just want to let you all know, I don't sew. I am the uh, sort of like the I am the creative director. So I'm the person who goes, this looks cool. Let's do this. I don't know anything technical. I don't speak sewing language. I don't make patterns. I work every, like all this stuff. I have a team of people. If it's just me that you're looking for, then I just need to let you all know the extent of my skill levels. So it brings us back to episode four where Tim and Heidi get together and they have like a little, a caucus as Tim would say. They caucus and they also, you know, they kind of play out another Tim and Heidi date where it's like, oh, they're snoozy. They're not hungry for this. They're not fighting enough. 
what can we do? And Tim goes, Heidi, as my co-executive producer, I would like to propose something and would like to get your sign off on it. And dun, dun, dun. We, we change over to the designers being called, being summoned by Tim. And they're all sitting on, you know, the steps for story time. But this is horror story time with Tim. And he's like, well, uh, I won't surprise any of you by saying that that was an intense exchange with the judges. They want you to show them what you're made of, demonstrate that you have the fight and the rigor and the fire in your belly because we're giving you a million dollars and this is Amazon. There's a lot at stake. So what we're going to do is you're going to make another look. It has to be accessible. You do not get to go to the 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 fabric store. You do not get to sketch wherever, you know, in you know, walk around Paris because you're you have 7 hours to make this look and it's only during the day you don't get any seamstresses. Now, this is a sewing competition. And rightfully, they all freak out. And I I knowing what I know with the with what the the limited designers have revealed I, I just can't imagine what it felt like with these people who like for esther for instance esther freaks out i think she starts crying <laughs> on the steps mm-hmm. her eyes tear up and we don't really see any of the other designers faces but i was just like oh my god here here we go what an obvious way to really make this something that's a little like more painful but also um, disingenuous and kind of like I would I would have felt lied to <laughs> in that moment by Tim Gunn and so it just broke my heart a little bit um, because I don't think it was justified enough by by pretending that they don't f- feel the pressure already mm-hmm. so that's yeah that's my main that's my main thing I just felt like oh man they flip they flip the table yeah and it and it is a um there there certainly are ways of doing this where um where you go uh we think that you have um we think that you haven't taken a creative enough approach to the materials you've been working with right and um and uh and we want to we we want to see um some real innovation from you it's difficult to get a sense of who you are distinctly so um we want to see what you do when you don't have a lot of choice right right boom here's so so let's go back to the stuff that you've already worked with and give us another garment yeah i i i clocked that with them saying because i at first i thought it's great that they can't go fabric shopping because i feel like that's what threw troy and josh under the bus like just going out and just like oh let's choose all these different types of things when you reduce their 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 choices and you you force them you know now you don't have that um that paradox of having too much to choose from um and having to just kind of pull on what it is that you know or or come up with right um yeah just just when you're under that at under that kind of pressure and we've seen that also on project runway as well yeah um and it's usually but but again like the you know the rules and i think here it's just like they threw in a, a totally different rule they could have 
still let them have their seamstresses overnight. Um, but right. just in, in that, that crunch amount of time, I, I, there definitely was a different way of going about this. I agree. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And so the idea that they're sort of like framing it like a, that, that it's about a character flaw <laughs> in the, yeah. Um, in in the designers yeah um as opposed to you know just the general way in which they've set up the competition right i mean i i always bring everything back around to the classroom right Mm. and one of the things that i that i feel very strongly as a teacher is that i can't legislate your emotional relationship to your education yeah like like the end goal of of my educational program is that you have a relationship to creativity through the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that people get to that place by being intensely competitive within a school environment. Mm-hmm. Some people who are intensely competitive in a school environment get out and are like, uh, I don't know what to do with myself because yeah, I'm cause... not I'm not receiving constant feedback and and measuring myself against everybody who's around me right it's like suddenly like the frame of reference has gotten so large that the only thing that matters is me doing ultimately what i want yeah and then you well then after right? that you just go get a phd that's just what you do i mean some people do but it but <laughs> yeah. i i personally think that that's ridiculous right exactly because it's putting off the the big question of what what are you going to make when there's nobody around you telling you either what you can't make or what you're supposed to make? Right, right. And um, and so, it, and then you know, some people um, have a really ambivalent relationship to creativity through school, but at a certain point, like after they get out into the world, certain things click into place for them and it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. they, like they're able to make use of what the school experience was right. and, and go on to lead really amazing creative lives. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have a lot of stuff going on in the middle of school and can't work up the enthusiasm in the classroom. Right. right. So I always feel like as a teacher, it's not my job to make you enthusiastic Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not my job to make you inspired i'm it's like my job to know to let you know that i'm there to support you when you are when you are ready and in need of support and to point you in the direction of the things to work on that there's always something there to work on yeah I, I think that's such a great point because and and it's also it's sort of helping me access why this made me so upset because we've been seeing these background side stories like they're we we are getting to know them even right. in this fourth episode and I, I I have not we have not met a designer's backstory where they aren't saying that there's a lot at stake for me here. Or right. that they understand what the stakes are, but also as opposed to, like you know, even even more so, like they they know what the stakes are and they worked so hard to have gotten noticed to be on the show already. So right. it's not as if, and yeah, and also they're an international group of people, um, and even talking about like what 
what it what this type of fire in the belly how that is expressed i think i yeah i i i don't know i that made made me think a little bit more about this idea of what they want to see and um this passion and and how you how you show passion and i think with sander and sabato for instance in Mm -hmm. terms of their dynamic sabato is (laughs) you know uh according to, to Bebe, like quintessential Italian thinks a lot, but I think it's right. also very Sabato. I don't, you know, I don't really want to know like how that, how Italian that is, but Sabato is quiet and right. his aesthetic is very, very subtle and impeccable. And then you have this Sander and I'm just like, we can even just look at that and see how in both we can see passion, but they're right. expressed in incredibly different yet valid ways. So, right. So, well, yeah. in, in uh, in Sabado, there's his life has already been changed. Yes, <laughs> you know he, he, he was a model. He, I mean, he, I you know, uh, uh, in a certain way, he was he was in, um, you know, he he was in Heidi's position. Right. Yeah. Right. He was you know Supermodel. and and yeah. and made it and made the transition to. Um, to being a designer in a different way, you know, so it's like, there's, so, so that's a very different life experience. Um, but I think the, uh, you know, what the way that they end up presenting this challenge is that it sort of boils down to you're not enacting enthusiasm enough. Yeah. Yeah. You're not enacting desperation enough, <laughs> right? We yeah. Want, we, we want to, um, uh, you know, in a way, Josh had a very common sense approach oh, yeah. to finding out that he was over his head yeah. and going like, yeah, you, you, you know, this is not for me. This is not the, you know, which in a way, is actually the hallmark of a very smart businessman. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I mean, I, you know, like on my third watch of this, I was like, man, Josh is, I mean, it, and also like Martha got out just in time. But but again, it comes back to their already lived experiences and what got them on the show. They're making such smart choices for themselves. Right. And it's like when Josh said, you know what? I think I'm done here. And Naomi Kemba goes, uh, hmm? what? And it's like, wait, right. you're not, excuse me. You're not, wait, yeah. this must mean it's like, no, Josh sees the writing on the wall for himself and saw the writing on the wall for Troy as well. But yeah. because he's got experience and he's like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to say no to what you're offering me. Cause it's not, it's not right. for me. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I I also thought of this in terms of them flipping the tables as a backdoor way of getting into what uh I I guess is like a the term is lip sync for your life. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> to pull it back to RuPaul's Drag Race. Um that I don't watch, you know, uh as religiously as I watch Project Runway, but I do know that term. Mm-hmm. And so it you know, also this feeling of of just a kind of uh, like a seamless or this this weird um, just extension of episode three, uh, 
um, so yeah, so like this idea, like this, it's now or never. It's now right. or right. never, guys. Right. So. so some of them react to this by by um, enacting enthusiasm and desperation more, like going and sketching. Right. And uh, and and who is it? Um, Will is Will. that his name? Mm-hmm. You know, is like if you're not sketching, if you're off gallivanting someplace, then you are you're making a big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's and, like cross edited with the people who are making the big mistake. Right. Right. <laughs> like, I think it's uh, Renat and Sabato and Sander are drinking wine yes. in the courtyard. Yes. Um, and so, you know, we we hear from them. We hear we hear Megan's backstory. Um, we get um, we get the first of the Heidi and Tim fencing <laughs> interludes and and this i think actually goes back to my like what we were just talking about Mm -hmm. right tim does like an interview where he's like you know i've been in the past like four years i started learning how to fence i do it you know i've been in hundreds of bouts i've only won once yeah um, I, you know, and, and he's sort of wry about it and, but he's like clearly like very into it. <laughs> right. And yes. then they like cut to Heidi who's like, who is like doing like karate kicks and, and is, and then like, you know, they stage this thing where Heidi's like leaning out the window and going, Tim, I'm bored. Are you ready yet? I'm going to kick your ass. And, um, you know, it's, it is like her attitude towards competitiveness Mm -hmm. versus his, um, and 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 this is maybe a weird leap for me, mm-hmm. but uh, I I believe that I read somewhere that Tim is sober, and that his oh. his family background is very much there was a, there was alcoholism. He yes. sort of like in his autobiography sort of talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and somebody who has gotten sober knows that like that kind of competitiveness and that kind of impulsiveness and that kind of all or nothingness is exactly the thing that is going to lead you back to your addiction. Huh. It's like the ability to kind of like go like, okay, I'm like I'm only ever going to beat like a nine-year-old girl once <laughs> in fencing, <laughs> but I'm gonna show up to my fencing lesson and enter these tournaments uh, like regularly. Like this is the thing that I do now. Like that ability to commit to something steadiness, mm-hmm. like steady way, and be like, this is what it is for me. It's not some giant thing. Yeah. That to me is like a level of maturity that Heidi (laughs) certainly doesn't demonstrate (laughs) as part of her public persona. I believe that she's intensely disciplined and and nobody gets as far. Nobody. I mean, she has made a 
place for herself and, you know, for other ex-models that mm-hmm. was not in existence before her, you know, really carving it out with, um, you know, on Project Runway. So yeah. she has, has made a, a really substantial thing, but um, her idea of being a competitive entertainer is in stark contrast to what Tim, to, to the way that Tim has made something successful in his life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's interesting. I mean, cause I, I thought this was finally, we get to see Tim fence because that is something that he's been very intense and open about his dedication to and I, I can't believe it's only been four years. It feels like he's been talking about fencing for a while, but he talks about fencing a lot and right. and really loves it. Um, I, I I was I was this is like the only time I'm like, I wouldn't mind if all of their dates were around fencing. I just <laughs> would love to see them, you know, to see Tim like battle other nine year old girls. I would love to see that and have them beat him over and over again. But then, you know, yeah. they go out and like kind of like talk about the rich history of fencing. I'm all for that because I also, it was, it was, it, this is instructive for me because I was a little upset that Tim has only won once. <laughs> because <laughs> It's been four years, Tim, come on. But, um, you know, I am a recovering, incredibly committed person. And um, I really, I, I just thought it was wonderful because Tim's technique is, beautiful and hearing him talk about the outfits was something that brought us back into the things that I love about Tim Gunn he's like oh well you know because Heidi was like why are these like things hanging off on my butt like it looks like this foxtail like what is this why are the underwear on the outside what is this for this just doesn't look great you know and it's like her persona of being you know the fashionable person and then also but Tim brings in his academic background about you know history of the faction and the function of it and I was like, oh, I could just sit here all day and just listen to this. This is yeah. great. Oh, yeah. this is so wonderful. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, it's, you know, um, like Heidi goes to the Folie Berger and immediately wants to be on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, like Tim goes to the Folie Berger and is like thinking about how the costume design evolved over you know, the past 100 years. Yes, yes. <laughs> like what this meant during wartime and, you know, World yeah. War II, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just wonderful. And so that's, so so I think that's the, the you know, the, the, the thing with the sort of contrasting tones that they want in this show. Yeah. Right. The fact that, um, you know, it's... Um, yeah, get in there, throw some throw some raw meat in the ring and make them fight a little bit more is so not Tim's mode usually. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. Um I mean, and so we we have these like this delightful moment because, you know, I in in a way it also is a contrast to the absolute intensity of the Talier now. So right. because it's T minus 7 hours for them and in in terms of this like meeting 
to the the cage and then how the designers kind of go about it it's like they they there's still some designers who are bringing their maturity to how they're mm-hmm. approaching this and yeah. i i just loved how they're going to solve their issues and how how different they were and how much it speaks about who we kind of are getting to know these mm-hmm. designers to be and so we have will for instance so will is the will is I would say um, on a Naomi level of performance of the desperation that you talked about (laughs) and, and is making very, in my opinion, terrible, terrible decisions. So doing something that he's never done before because he wants to show the judges that he wants it. So he's going to make pants also blew my mind. You've never made pants before, but even beyond that, um, once he gets into the atelier, chooses to kind of, I think, throw some like some shade at Troy and Josh by going over and using their uh, ugly camo sequin fabric yeah. that the judges really hated from last uh, yeah. from last episode. I'll pick I'll pick the cursed fabric. <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong with that. Because you know, I want to re- resurrect ugliness to something that's fashionable like right. will come on like you're yeah yeah oh just ultimate just ultimate shady there but but again very telling in terms of yeah. the, the competitive nature as opposed to we're not because they have a they have a conversation where we're not going around being like oh my god yeah no uh how i'm going to deal with this is i'm going to make something simple that i've done before because seriously doing something brand new in seven hours is crazy and was like um right that's what i'm doing yes <laughs> So, and we also, then we get Renat's backstory. Right. Montage. Um, and, uh, and, and we hear about Renat's, Renat's the um, descendant of Holocaust, of some of, of um, folks who uh, perished in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So that is, um, uh, you know, they are there. Uh, they grew up in Israel, served in the military. We don't hear anything at all about what that was like. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and evidently, I guess they're in New York now or I don't, it's hard to tell, but they're yeah. doing uh, doing um, a lot of uh, kind of gender neutral design. Um, I, one thing that leapt out at me is that one of their models is, um, Kimberly Rose Drew. Oh. AKA Museum Mammy. Oh my gosh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Like, like it, when <laughs> you look at that little, it. before they get to, before she gets to Billy Porter, um, mm-hmm. uh, Kim is in there. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, Kim Drew is is a um, uh, media consultant, curator, um, uh, um, uh, you know, arts organizer mm-hmm. who has been immensely influential in supporting, you know, a sort of younger generation of artists of color. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, is uh, also doing an interesting project right now during our during our confinement. Um, uh, Kim has a, a daily newsletter of uh, 
one uh, piece of art per day for the for uh, the confinement that people can uh, sign up for and yeah. get get her daily uh, her daily piece. That's anyway, awesome. that's awesome. Shout um, out to Kim. Also, yeah, good to know. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I mean, that's the one. The thing that leapt out to me was Billy Porter. Um, we yes. have not heard from Renat. Um, you know, shout out to to my my bracket member um sergio <laughs> who just oh, was like yeah. billy porter billy porter billy porter and and <laughs> billy porter uh, renat yeah. has not mentioned this once um and that's yeah. that's something that i think speaks volumes <laughs> well and also an interesting thing to just flip into the netflix uh show um, that show also very heavily leaned into people announcing who their clients yes. were or who yeah. they had dressed. Like we hear about, you know, everybody has dressed Beyonce. Everyone. But, you know, I mean, Beyonce needs a lot of clothes. That's not, right. not that's not shade. But it's like, but the show, this show is not making such a huge point of, like you just get Billy Porter in a title card. You don't get Renat ever talking about um, who she's dressed. Right, right. Yeah, um, which I think is a very interesting choice to to. I mean, because it's it's almost like an extreme where Renat has been very quiet so far, and yes. has kind of flown under the radar. Has just you know has her head down working. Um, so this was this actually pulled me out of the show like I paused it and then went to their website because I was like I am just really really curious because I realized yeah. we don't really know much about um you know about Renat so but but also I was very um I just was very impressed by how sh- how they were approaching this whole entire challenge as opposed to Will um and and as opposed to a, a lot of the other energy in the room and also I, it makes total sense why you would not really want to go too crazy in terms of doing new things, but still wanting to mm-hmm. do something that is up to snuff because you are in right. a room filled with people. And, um, man, you, you can't, not everyone can sew. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, so, so we have someone else who really impressed me, you know, and I, I'm, I'm growing to really like Esther um, mm-hmm. who is making a dress and using this opportunity because her model is has a bigger chest than what she's used to. And so yes. what she said was, she's like, so I'm making a dress that is more accessible to different size breasts. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I, I really, really love that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also just this calm manner um, before, you know, you know, instead of breaking down the stairs, like, she, you know, she was very much near tears on the stairs and is freaking out, but approaching this very in, in a very mature way. And so is Sabato, I, you know, so mm-hmm. I just kind of I really, really in, enjoyed seeing how they were adjusting to this after just having the hammer drop right on the rules. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have we have, you know, we have another we have part two of him of Heidi and Tim's date. Mm-hmm. And I just want to bring it up because we finally get to see Tim move in this suit. Right. Yeah. And this is where I'm just like, oh, Tim, I think you're letting people win because you look like you should be able to 
do a lot better than beating just a nine-year-old girl. But also, just I really just enjoyed the form and just watching him <laughs> and thinking this could be another. I you know I just want to see this. This is all I want to see. <laughs> well, I mean that's the thing though, right? It's like hi, like um uh yeah t- it's clear that this is a way of of moving that tim is um is uh it that gives tim a lot of pleasure and is mm-hmm. has also been like really helpful for him as a kind of exercise yeah and and again so that makes it that's the thing of like um oh well this has to be like a steady this is a steady thing for him mm-hmm. And the and the, clearly the way that he thinks about it, he's probably somebody who's very much in his head. And so when you find no, I'm, I, I mean, as somebody who is very much in my head, yeah, it's like yeah. when you find a way to be able to connect with your body, that's like really satisfying. Yeah, I think there's something to that too. I mean, because again, let's, this is a different suit for Tim, and right. um, I, the, I, I, yeah, I. I, that right. is I'm, I'm accessing why that brings me joy because yeah we because the next scene is him coming in doing Tim time where it's what we're used to seeing Chris suit very well postured straight mm-hmm. up and down um, fencing is also a very well postured sport um, yeah. but it's just a it's a different formality it's more it's it is this really nice kind of um, head to head it's it's a solitary it, well, okay, I would say I would compare it to being a single tennis player. Um, mm-hmm. It's why I, I'm a single t- tennis player, not a doubles tennis player. <laughs> doubles mm-hmm. is too social for me. Um, it's too much of a team thing. And But it's still this interaction where you're you're in control of your side, but you still get to have this back and forth. And in the movement, there are these postures for tennis. There's a, There are tennis postures, and it's very much, um, you know, what – it's supposed to look like is a big part of tennis. Right. And I think with fencing, um, it is too. And I, it, I just think it's perfect for Tim. Yeah. I mean, it's a knife fight is what, yeah. is what fencing is. <laughs> so, so it's like, how can you turn a knife fight into a posture contest? Yes. And that's the thing. It's like, Tim's really wedded to the form. It seems. And Heidi's just like, how could I beat your ass? <laughs> Like, 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 Tim. If I do this, this, and this, you would, you would lose, right? <laughs> and I love it because he was like, "What if, what if I do this all the way up to the, all the way to the bottom? Like, are there, what are the rules? How many steps can I take? Can I take a million steps?" He goes, "Yeah, you can take as many steps as you like." It's like, okay, so I can force you to the back wall, right? And he goes, "Yes." And actually, that's how you win points, Heidi. Yes, that is actually a way of doing this. That is a good strategy, Heidi. I'm like, oh, I just, yes, I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, right? Is that, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're the two of them. Yeah. Um, so we come to oh. the end of part two of their fencing date, yes. but, uh, and then back to the, the atelier, back to the workroom. Yeah. And we and, have, and we can say that it's like, we're, we're spending time, we're spending all this time on this, on this, uh, these other parts of the show, because, um, it, Gentle listener, you know what has you know what's happening in the in in the atelier. You could tell us right now what's happening. Some people are struggling with time. Some people are fine. Some people should be struggling with time, but they don't they haven't realized it. Right. Other people are doing okay. Some people pick the wrong fabric. This it's like there's not a great many variations 
in terms of what happens in this episode there's you know it's not like something catastrophic happens that that we have to really dissect it's all sort of percolating along yes it is and i have to say so we we have touched on the music breaks of these shows this show i have to say was the episode where they really curated the music to 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 show the emotion that they're going for and so i'm running the um, uh, the episode in the background, and I don't remember how the songs sound, but the lyrics are when they, we go back into the atelier. It's T minus four hours now, right? And it opens on Johnny because Johnny is at his sewing machine, and the music goes, "My head's a mess," and Johnny's right. like kind of grabbing at his nose, and he goes, "I'm all distressed." I just want to mm. get out and see the world. You know, they can't today because they've got to stay inside this workroom and they only mm-hmm. had seven hours. But yeah, so Will's in trouble and Troy's, you know, they're all there. There's people who are right. uh, who are aware of how much trouble they're in. There's some people who are unaware. And um, and and we have a t- have, have Tim time. But Tim does drive by drive by. Yes. Which is, you know, I, I mean, uh a little bit of a little bit of phrasing there, Tim. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he chose that word. I, I kind of, you know, knowing. I mean, I feel for Tim. I think he would have loved to use something like, like a version of. I love how you use the word legislate earlier. Uh-huh. You know, Tim. Tim. I think he's like this. Will be a mini caucus, or right. you know, a, a mini. A yes. verbal verbalization right. a, of right. the like ongoing a booster, a, a booster shot. <laughs> a booster shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like drive by. I mean, yes, Tim is OG, but uh, it's <laughs> you know still. In my head, I'm just like, mm, no, this is not South LA, yeah. Tim. You know, no. Yeah. Um. So, I'm just gonna put a few creative caps in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. Um, okay. So yes, we go to Megan. All seems fine. Will all seems fine, mm-hmm. even though it's not. It's not fine. Tim says it's nothing. It's not fine. Um, Troy, we get like our, our big thing that Troy is, Troy's basically rattled. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, it, it, it felt, okay. So what are you, what are your thoughts on Troy? <laughs> um, you know, he once again decided, uh, he got called out for his tailoring on the last thing. And so he decided to like make a big gigantic thing that would actually require a lot of tailoring, yeah, yeah, and time and time to execute. Yes, um, which was not a smart choice. No, I I mean of of all times to not tailor anything or mm-hmm. to just choose something very very simple to show impeccably, he's not. He's right. explaining that he's doing something that's based off of a like a traditional men's jacket with these wide cuffs or you know whatever and wants to make a coat dress which i also thought was really strange like throwing back to will using troy and josh's fabric in a shady way i was wondering why he chose to do a coat dress when a coat dress is what won the last challenge right um, and was done impeccably well 
right two people designing it so right yeah i just was it just felt really uh, like a strange choice a strange yeah. choice um yeah. yeah i mean we who else is fine i think esther is fine sabato mm-hmm. is also great yeah uh sabato really only knows how to make one thing but it's a great thing it, yeah it's a great thing and 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 it's I, it's something that's been in his collections before. I don't yeah. think he's ever sewn it. So this is his first time ever sewing right. that thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, Johnny <laughs> is, is the, the one section that we do get of like, huh? Like, is this okay? Because he pulled this fabric that even Renat and, and Tim agree. It's the stripy fabric that was uh, the, the base of all the outfits from, not only two out of three outfits from the last episode. Right. And he's using it and he's trying to put his feel onto it, which is a risk. And I think one of the riskiest things in the room, because he's not doing leather, which he kind of, which kind of comes and bites him later on in the day. Cause he's like, Oh, you guys use fabric. What is this, this delicate fabric that I'm using. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, and also it's like, um, you know, not the best, fabric if you want people to uh not think about your circus background (laughs) i keep forgetting that he grew up in the circus because how (laughs) interesting is that and i mean interesting in all of the facets of that word because man johnny is a former circus actor like oh Mm -hmm. so great and we and we don't bring that up you know, I think um, uh, he has every excuse to use that fabric. He could have told Tim, like, you know what, Tim? I grew up under a circus tent, and I'm pretty sure you're, you're thinking this looks like a circus tent, but you know what? That's my childhood. That is my true background. Yes. Not Megan. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But he brings up Beetlejuice, his, but also Beetlejuice. So it's also a circus. It's fashion icon. I, uh, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I would – I – how wonderful would it be if, um, I mean, I, I will never be on project runway, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, but I would love to be up there on the, on the, the, you know, catwalk. And when like the judges are going like, so I don't, where is your girl going? Just being able to say the circus. <laughs> yeah. My girl goes to the circus. She, yeah. Yeah, she she loves hanging yeah. out under those. Uh, yeah. It, well, you know, she prefers Big Apple. You know, yeah. that's yeah. Big Apple to uh, yeah. Barnum and Bailey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. She, she's very very um, uh, discerning. You know, she's... occasionally Universal. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, you know, never Cirque du Soleil. No, never, never Cirque du Soleil because for her, she she's very discerning in her taste of circuses, and she she says that doesn't count. As a circus, yeah. where is the tent? There is yeah. no tent, so yeah, it's beneath her, exactly. actually. Plus, it's French, so why would Canadian. she do that? I mean, oh, sorry, Canadian. It's Canadian. Like, why would she? <laughs> yes. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah, Ma- my girl's going to an American circus. Yes, American distinctly <laughs> with some soul in it. I have to say, that's the only kind of circus I've ever been to is Universal Circus, because, I mean, holy crap, how much fun is that? Um yeah, it I is would fun. love that. Then, she only then, goes to Universal Circus. <laughs> I mean, I used to go to Barnum and Bailey as as a kid, like at Madison Square Garden, mm. where I I 
I learned the basics of being a rube because <laughs> in the in like the sixties, Ernest, when you got like a toy uh-huh. at the circus, it was scientifically designed not to last one second. <laughs> past when you exited the circus <laughs> performance <laughs> like, like literally it was like they had some sort of a sensor on the thing that would make like pieces fall off of the toy as you exited the building and so you're like we immediately have to go back <laughs> it's like oh man i am a sucker like i have like i have pestered even i felt bad about like pestering my parents to get like this thing you know, they would sell like a little flashlight on a lanyard uh-huh. that you would that you would turn on, and then as like then and then they would darken the lights, and yeah. you would sp- and you would spin the flashlight on the lanyard, and that thing literally like the second you got outdoors, it stopped working. You know, I remember those bracelets. Like we, I, we, they would give us bracelets and you know mm-hmm. those those necklaces that glow in the dark. And then you, yeah. you turn off all the lights and you see the necks and the bracelets, but there's only so much light producing yeah. substances in those bracelets yeah. and necklaces. And so you go home and you turn off the lights, but it doesn't glow in the dark anymore. You know, it just, yeah. it, you wore it out at, at the Universal <laughs> Circus. <laughs> okay. This does fully qualify. It carries into the 90s. That's, so here's what the 90s were like, Nalen, for. Yes. For a 10-year-old. <laughs> they were, as we say, they were just the 60s upside down. Exactly. Um, you know, actually. So. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, so, yes, everybody's sort of working on their looks. They've got right. four hours left. You go back for part, th- is it part three? Uh, yeah, part trois. Of fencing. Yes, part trois. Where, where where Heidi just is like, man. there, I won. I won. Yeah. I won. She, she, she beats the crap out of Tim. Yeah. Like the, and, the fencing crab. Yeah. Well, straight sets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she she goose egged him. It was yeah. uh, it was a goose. It was love, love, as we like to say in tennis. It was love, <laughs> love. <laughs> Tell you. Those are that's and, my favorite score. Um, <laughs> to not have. I mean, I love beating people at six love. That's just my favorite. Anyway, so that's that's that was Heidi's score against. Yes. Him, was a love game. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. And Tim is like, Oh, you did really good, Heidi. You really picked this yeah, up. I was just so excited about her winning. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she goes, she's like, Tim, you are letting me win. He goes, no, Heidi, I am going for blood. I'm yes. really trying yeah, to yeah. win right now. Uh, so wonderful. And yeah. I wrote in my notes in all caps, no, you're not Tim. Right. <laughs> just, anyway. Yes. Um, so and they so and then they obviously cut out the part where Heidi was like, "I'm bored now. Can we have candy?" <laughs> <laughs> or the part where she like, you know, tore like a V neck into her outfit. And it's like Ugh, Heidi, you just you just redesigned your whole outfit. It's not functional anymore. Now you're gonna get stabbed in the chest. Um. Anyway, so yeah. uh, and then that's the end of our amazing date with Heidi and Tim uh, part trois and they're back into the atelier. We kind of skipped over, I think the thread drama that happened 
uh, that brought out a because, li- little because bit. Because really, it did not lead to anything, and who cares? Exactly. I'm like, let, let we'll all have like a little fit, um, but it doesn't really show that anyone's really having that much on animosity because it was just like, all right, whatever. You're just right. annoyed. Yeah, there's more than enough <laughs> machines here. So many machines for you guys. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're back in the atelier. It's ten, t minus one hour, which is essentially enough time for the model fitting slash hair and makeup time. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Do you want to just run, get to the runway, or is there anything about yeah. this time running up? I think no. Let's just go to the runway. Okay, because we can talk about what actually happens with, dramatically because it comes out. I mean, we we get there. All right, so listeners, there is a cheat sheet, and I've titled yes. this episode. So now you got to sell. Um, also, just quickly, um, little error on the on the cheat sheet. Oh, no. Thank you. OK, we're, we're, we're oh, shoot. Troy. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. So, OK, I'm going to correct no, no. all of this. Look at, no, look at your last. Yeah, no, they're all wrong. Oh, wait, no, they're not all wrong. It's just. Oh, wow. It's just Esther. Yeah. Whoops. How did I miss that? You just got you've got two Johnnies there. Okay, all right. I'm gonna change Johnny back to Esther. So by the time you you you, you all hear this, you won't notice because the cheat right. sheet's gonna be corrected. It's gonna be right. So. Looking out for you. <laughs> Looking out for you there. Thank you, Nalen. I I really appreciate it. Keeping me accountable to this cheat sheet. <laughs> um. All right. So let's start with Megan. Hmm. Okay, um, we have, okay, so Megan, um, she she announced it. She was like, I'm going to do similar pants to what we already did on episode three. So we've seen these pants before, but in white. And right. we, we also know her signature so far has been this asymmetry. And it's this really interesting kind of mix of mod 60s. What Naomi Campbell points out is that the pants are, have elastic at the top and are more sporty mm-hmm. um Naomi doesn't like it because she thinks it makes it look cheap but um, mm-hmm. I thought this was perfectly fine and I thought it was I you know really also fun this to look is at. the mfing accessible look that they were told to make that's going to be sold on amazon.com I'm yeah yeah thank you for bringing <laughs> that up <laughs> yeah so, so are you saying that you thought this was super accessible, especially um, with the elastic? I mean, yeah, no, I, I think it is. I think it is accessible. I just, I just felt like, uh, I, I felt like Naomi's take on it was not. I, I, I just consistent. didn't think that was such a valid criticism Mm-mm. of it. Like, it looks cheap. It's like, well, you know, at a certain point, um you know what what are you actually asking them to do right exactly it's like take a take scraps and make something that we can sell to everybody on a website yes (laughs) was was what the assignment was (laughs) yeah i mean i i think it was such i i you know yeah and that's the thing i i just didn't care but also you know we you know, I don't know. Fast forwarding to the next episode, we have like a streetwear competition coming up. Mm-hmm. This was a really interesting take on what could what yeah. is like Megan's version of of streetwear. I thought the elastic was really unexpected, and there's like a like a 
a a little stripe down the um down the pant that she's done before. That's also very her. But I feel like if we gotten a closer look at that suit from last episode, then I think she put elastic on that too. Yeah. And you love that suit. I thought that suit was great. Yeah. So I mean, talk about kind of changing it up a little bit. Renat is next and mm-hmm. they they call hers bland. So yes. not so this outfit. Um, also, I have just to say, like I love this model because who knew that you'd have to walk down tons and tons of stairs on on this runway because the runway is in the atelier. So oh we get to God. see all the models coming down the stairs as best as they can. Yeah, <laughs> in their outfits. Yeah, um, and this model, and I bring I bring this model up because in contrast to the last episode when um you know uh, this was Troy and Josh's model and mm-hmm. it made her look very top heavy and also kind yeah. of cave like concaved in a weird way. I'm like great walk, great coming, you know, great uh, down the stairs and I also thought in terms of accessibility it was very plain on top and mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a twist, so sellable this piece. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So again, fine, fine. Fine. It was very fine. Yeah. Um and next we have Chi Wan's uh, jumpsuit. Yeah. And uh, the jumpsuit is not my favorite. Um, no. This was the first outfit where I'm like, wow, this was not good, not well sewn, and the model looked unhappy to wear it. Mm-hmm. It looked like um like a lounge outfit, just very. Mm-hmm. And also, we've seen Ji Wan in her own jumpsuits, and they're very impressive. Like I'm, I yeah. love love her jumpsuits but i thought it was really interesting that she used essentially just one thing again it was seven hours but i thought she put a lot into this in seven hours so i think it took away a lot from how it was finished like the neck is kind of wonky and um but i think that that neck isn't isn't that also from a kind of traditional um uh korean garment well, you mean like how it sits up in terms of yeah. it being kind of like a yeah. pseudo pop collar? Yes, yeah, but it's it's kind of wavy. It's just not. Yeah, structured. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's all well executed. But I think that the design ideas, it's definitely. Um, I don't think she was going for much of like an uh, an hourglass in the overall shape. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's like there's just too much fabric in it and and i is it is it denim no i i think it's some type of sheen there's a sheen to it so i want to say maybe it's um wait is it denim it might be denim actually yeah it might be a a shiny denim i think it's just a little too um heavy okay anyway more sense that makes a lot more sense um Um, on to johnny on to johnny so johnny has managed to make this dress out of fabric, not leather, which is also right. a fabric. And I guess this is not a fabric. It's, it's, right. it's a, it's an animal skin. Um, so, so yeah. Um, I, I, when I saw this dress, I, I was like, that looks really nice to wear. That looks mm-hmm. very comfortable and very much spring. And, um, even though the lines aren't matching mm-hmm. <laughs> each other, um, it, it was just, I thought it was a very successful piece for Johnny. It looked like leather, like mm-hmm. what he would do in leather. So not Megan mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. 
it's a it's a little holly hobby ish, mm-hmm. but not not terribly so. Hmm. Holly hobby. Hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> icon, fashion icon, holly hobby. Um, next we have Sabato. Sabatino, uh-huh. and yes. um, it's it is fine. It's fine. Yes. He, so we all now we know that Sabato during all of his um, his runways stands and backstage and tells all of his models to fly, fly, mm-hmm. Lily, fly. And so he actually gave her a cape. Yes. So and the judges recognize it's very much Sabato. It's quiet. Heidi is bored. <laughs> Heidi is bored because it doesn't it's it doesn't like have like a giant slit it's not like it's it's not sexy in that way Mm -mm. yeah but i but but sabato kind of like made the thing that in the hands of a more competent sewer would feel effortless and um and uh you know, people would be going nuts over yeah. it. Yeah. It's just the fact that it's like, you know, he would have picked a a different fabric out of, you know, to execute the whole thing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, the whoever else was going to do it would have been able to really like put the, you know, make it sing in terms of the finishing. Yeah, I I so, agree. Like it was yeah. it was a nice snapshot of, yeah. of what he is capable of doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we, you know, the struggles that he had yeah. the day, not really knowing how to sew. I just was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. I just, I was really, I was wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Next, we have Troy. Right. And go ahead. You want to start? It, it, you know, it's... Um, like uh you know a priest had to answer the door so they put like part of their cassock over their house dress (laughs) whenever you start off like that i just start laughing (laughs) i don't know what you're about to say it just makes me laugh what 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 is this what is the scenario what's the analogy what's the story Putting this person in real life to it and, and explaining just, you know, with, you know, different words, different words. Yeah. Where's your uh, girl going to answer the door? <laughs> <laughs> Is she going outside? No, no. She stops no. at the threshold. She wasn't planning on it. But, yeah, I know. you know, the person is here to read the meter. So, yeah, so that's what that's what she had. That's her. That's her answer the door jacket. She's that type of person. But yeah. to go outside, this is what, you know. Oh my god. Yeah. So this is this is you know uh, I mean Troy <laughs> seems like a a really lovely man. Wonderful. Yes. And 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 boy do I relate to growing up in New York and mm-hmm. living with your mom in an apartment and all you know all of those things. Yeah. And teaching and 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 all that stuff, like I can only think that his, um, you know, panic about having to make a redemption 
outfit made led him not to make choices. Yeah. He just ended up kind of making this thing that is not exciting in any way and doesn't doesn't feel like um you know at least some sort of a crazy you know desperation move yeah i mean i i i just was kind of dumbfounded by this because you really can't see any of the details until the camera goes really close up on this jacket so even on the cheat sheet i don't the the photo i was able to grab does not do it justice and i just was my heart sank (laughs) and talk about like not really knowing who these people are but i you know again i i you know we you know we're in new york we're cooped up and him talking about his life in new york city just know it all too well i'm also uh adjuncting and and um living here and um just also just someone who also practices like i I teach art but i'm mostly Mm -hmm. a practitioner of art and so i you know i i just was first i was really invested in him really showing us that he is this incredible uh thinker um uh, Mm -hmm. and taylor and and out of everyone in that atelier is the best sewer and the most capable of doing something in seven hours and Mm -hmm. so I just was so dumbfounded mostly by how terribly finished this was. And yeah. also that he didn't give off any any self-awareness or any inkling that he was a little disappointed with mm-hmm. what he was able to do. Because from the back, so what they're all in back uh in some other room watching remotely right. and there is no sound I'm I'm assuming. Because yeah. they, when this model comes down the stairs and she walks in front of the judges, they make her stop and right. take that jacket off. And it's it's like you know you you sh- you cut back to them waiting. They don't know what's hap- what's happening. They don't see what's going on. Yeah. Um. But it's not good. Like they mostly look at what's underneath, and what's underneath yeah. is the thing that he called his three minute dress. And we yeah. don't get to see him make this. We just hear him talk about it. And the first yeah. time we get to see it is when the model takes it off and shows the judges. And I was expecting something a little bit more, uh, deceptively interesting to look at. Yeah. And it wasn't. It also, yeah. it, but it, it was so unfortunate that this is mostly what the judges got to see, and in a way, maybe fortunate for him because that jacket on top was so badly made; it just looked yeah. terrible. Ugh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. underneath, it's like it's like his, he, it, you know, it, it's like he made his three minute dress, but he took a nap for two minutes in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you it know. Was, yeah. It's yeah. just like. Honey, you literally like folded over a piece of fabric, cut a cut a neck hole in it, mm-hmm. and sort of stitched up the sides. Yeah, yeah, and it was like you ha- you're in front of who did it, uh, Sander called them five icons last episode. Right. Um. You I and I you know I, so I wonder if there's a little bit uh, like something else going on with with Troy like you know and I and I can understand um having to put on a persona of confidence but a little part yeah. of me is like maybe there is uh, some fear missing there is some fear missing yeah because I would never think that I could get this past these people 
I don't think that I would be able to really um, yeah. just kind of hide a lot of these mistakes or have mm-hmm. them give me a pass, especially under the pressure that he was under yeah. um, being on the chopping block. So I just, well, it's like, what? So yeah. on to Sander. On to Sander. Um, I wasn't expecting this to look like anything, um, but, you know, it was really interesting to look at we have we still have that very um painterly off-kilter makeup that we had from the last room Mm -hmm. and a very tight suit (laughs) oh it's a it's a two-piece this is Uh Um, very tight hand-painted but i think so well done (laughs) so well done for seven hours and i and going back to um his check-in with tim um he was like, yeah, you know, I want it to come off as it's, if it's sewn wrong. I want it to look like it was sewn wrong. Mm-hmm. And I really love that idea. I, Tim didn't like it. And I think he kind of cleaned it up a little bit. But I, I really like Sander. Yeah. I like Sander a lot. Yeah. Well, if it had just been those kind of off kilter things, which I thought were like super interesting mm-hmm. myself. Um, but... Uh, um, just even to start with, um, then you would have had judge confusion. Yeah. But the way, but the painting um, imposed a whole other set of lines that that underlined how conscious the choices were. Um, yeah. Um, that actually, uh, I think made, uh, uh, made it very clear, um, how good this was Yes, as yeah. a design. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just, I, I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited about him being on the show. Just yeah. nothing more I can say because <laughs> I'll go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> And also, yeah, this was not my favorite outfit. Like, I I don't like this. Like, I wouldn't necessarily, personally, like, I wouldn't wear this. I just love looking at it. I really enjoy he's, it. He's also, when you have that thing of um, a, like, as opposed to, like, Allentude, or, that like, like, a bunch of the stuff that we've seen on the other show, mm-hmm. this is somebody, or, or even... Sergio, right? Mm-hmm. This is somebody who really knows how to make clothes, really gets fashion reference, and is really committed to the idea that what they're doing is about pushing a tradition forward. Hmm. And and is not he he doesn't go on and on about like what this all means. Right. But it's really clear, right? Like that there's, there's some real smarts there. Yes. I totally agree. Totally agree with that. Um, okay. Next we have, I think it's just such a great segue into Will. Oh my God. So I'm going to (laughs) a little screen cap here and hopefully, um, be able to send it to you. Let's see if I can get this right. I can't wait. All right. Um, I'm pulling up my, my Skype window so I can get it. Okay. 
I just, so did you get it? I just got the picture. <laughs> um, I, I'm I gonna mean, describe it. It's it's a t- it's a part with Will's model coming down at the top of the stairs, right. um, with her very elongated cummerbund sash just still at the top step, uh-huh. and the song for her walk, the lyrics are "Party, party, make the club go pow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. me and my girls make the gir- make the world go round. It's like one of these like completely irritating. Um, modern life is completely empty, but but we are somehow going to achieve personal power and triumph by going to a nightclub yeah. and getting rowdy. Uh-huh. This is this is the way that we are both free and changing the world. Yeah. Um, is like this whole genre of song um, that that pretty much leaves me cold no matter what. <laughs> um, mean it doesn't make you feel empowered at all, Nayland? Uh, By clubbing? No, no. No. But you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm of the age where you know we used our clubs to kill mammoths, so. Um, <laughs> You know, it's, it's you had your real tools. Like it was an actual tool. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Functional. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so Will. So can we talk about Will? Yeah, let's thing? talk about Will. I mean, I what I want to say is like this comes down and Will, because we were talking before about Sander, who is taking, uh, who knows construction, knows the basics of constructing right. very uh intricate pieces and with his designs are pushing his ideas his views or thoughts of where fashion should be or should go beyond right. whereas will when his model comes out we we cut to him in the back watching the the runway with tim he goes she right. can ring my bell any day and i'm just like okay disco right and so and then it's like we come out he loves his look clearly and the first judge, uh, John, uh, Joseph Altazara, goes, uh, there's clearly a taste level here. There's a taste level problem. Which I, I like, girl, just say it looks tacky as shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. just say it. It's not the, who, whose feelings are you sparing? <laughs> you know, I, it's like, it, just like, no it's it's it looks bad you know will's idea about disco is um you know sequin pedal pushers and uh and a fuchsia top also a fuchsia top with a gigantic trailing thing on it which would immediately get trampled to death in a club tripping other people up and also having the person who wore it who wore it get in innumerable fights. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, she can't get anywhere in a stampede. Like this is just yeah. not the thing. Yeah. You know, she's got to be eyeing those fire exits and she has to sit yeah. next to them. Or also, you know, maybe, you know, uh, you know, we're out of toilet paper. There is no I more mean, toilet paper in the world. Yeah. So, th- you know, this could be a functional top. Um, in in if if you really need it to do so, like, I don't know. Also, can we just say that will that this is exactly like the asymmetrical um, uh, chiffon 
top that uh, that Will put underneath um, the crop in his collaborative thing. Yeah, with Esther. <laughs> yes. Like that also had a big a big thing dragging off of the hip. But I guess Esther, you know, Esther's sense of restraint was the thing that kept it from like trailing on the oh on the God. runway. That's exactly what I thought, because I'm like, yeah. this is Will letting loose because he was itching to make something drag on yeah. the floor. He was really yeah. itching for that. And so he couldn't yes. do that when this the, is, with the collab. This is the fire in the belly. Yes. Full tilt Will, you know, and I yeah. think with those pants, these are his first pair of pants. What do we think about this? Yeah, I just think they're terrible. They're terrible pants, and also, I and it's interesting to me how he didn't take that full tilt uh, newness. So you just had this sequent thing, and then um, paired it with the top, uh, and and just really didn't think to do anything differently. It was almost like a half willingness yeah. to show that he was able to do something that's beyond what he's been able to do because you know only seven hours. He took six mm -hmm. hours to do those pants. And just wrapped her in that fuchsia fabric. Um, yeah. No, it's bad. It's ugly. So, yeah. So then on to Esther. On to Esther. I mean, this model, I love her. I think she walked down mm -hmm. the stairs the best. And I cannot believe that Esther made this. I cannot believe mm -hmm. it. It's, you know, we go from episode one with Esther struggling with her tech pack um, and then the beginning of this episode with her near tears because she can't sew. And then she makes this. I want this dress. Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah. It is uh, something that I also think is this wonderful way of melding everyone on everyone's sensibilities on that judging panel together. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's clear that Heidi loves showing skin. Um, oh, no. I shouldn't say that. Right. Is that uh, what am I saying? Yeah. Naomi loves uh, showing skin. You know, mm -hmm. uh uh, is more mortified by Heidi wanting to cover up her body when Heidi likes something. Um, and, and she loved and, and then Heidi loves this, you know, very edgy type deal. Um, and, and everyone else, the, the details on this, I think were, I, I was just really shocked in, in, in an yeah. opposite way from Troy with this. I was dumbfounded by how good it looked. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I want this dress. All right. Yeah. And also that it, that was just built for different sized breasts, I, which is something that I really, really, I, you know, we also don't really talk about that. We talk about curviness in a different right. way on these shows, but not necessarily. Here we have a model who would not necessarily be deemed as quote unquote curvy um, mm -hmm. um, beyond the fact that she has like a larger bust and yeah. that Esther was able to to sculpt something and make something with her details in that amount of time. I was just like, wow, that's, that's mm -hmm. extraordinary. I, you know, didn't think I could like Esther more. And I do. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's our, that's our runway. And we, we come back to our, our firing squad. This really is a capsule episode. They didn't leave. They didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. They've been in this, this one room all day. Yeah. Um, Troy is expecting a certain kind of feedback. You know, um, I think we all know mm -hmm. that that there are some people who need to be spoken to. So the first person they call up, though, is Will. Right. Mm -hmm. Am I yeah. right? OK, yes. OK, yes. great. I'm just making sure I'm in the right spot in my notes. They call up Will. And um, I mean, just just right away, 
Um, well, actually, I think is it is it Will or or do they call or do they they speak to um, uh, Renat? Oh, they speak. Okay, Renat. Sorry, yes, I'm I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong place. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, because I was just went on about Esther and I just scrolled right to the end of my notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have the firing squad, and Renat is the first person that they call up, and she, they ask her, you know, explain, explain who who is this for, and Renat's like, mm -hmm. well, this this she is a woman who is working at a law firm, and I'm just like, what law firm? Is yes, that first of all, which law firm? Very specific kind of law firm. Mm -hmm. Um, but but Renat is like very very uh strategic about it, ex describing that. Um, she's imagining that there, this is a woman who goes to work in the day. May, you know, let's say law firm, but then at night wants to go to a party. And I love how uh, Joseph kind of calls out like, oh my God, you're speaking my <laughs> language. That's what I think about with my collection. I'm like, all right, you're good. You're going to be good, Renat. But yeah, so essentially it was, you know, it was, it was well-received. Mm -hmm. No one changed their minds. No one changed their minds. So. I, I just want to say one quick thing that yes. I've sort of observed here, which is that both um, Heidi and Naomi are uh, doing this thing with their hairstyling mm -hmm. where um, it just happens to frame their face right at the point where you would be able to see crow's feet. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, but this is, you know, I mean, this is, it, it's not mysterious. Like no, people no, no, no. who are older, that like, that's a thing that happens on your face. Yes. But it's interesting to me that like both of them, you know, cause I, cause you'd see them and they're like, oh my God, they look so great. They look fantastic. Um, but, but consistently every hairstyle is really framed so that it, there's there's like hair that ends right at the edge of the eye. That's interesting. I mean, it explains, you know, uh, to me, it's it makes me just sort of uh, want to swish hair that's not in my face back from my face because um, I, I, I'm really bothered by how much hair is around Heidi's face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then with Naomi Campbell, um, she's bringing sort of like the high ponytail but the 90s look yeah where just kind of part in the middle and yeah. oh my gosh that makes so much sense um but from like there's just so much hair around your eyes yeah yeah and also naomi is wearing a very severe outfit today so she mm -hmm. goes from very matchy matchy and kind of loose and flowy from from yesterday and now she's you know she's got this like yeah. low v it looks like a leather dress mm -hmm. um and it's kind of it's just it's just so fierce um, mm -hmm. as, as the as the children would say in the 90s yeah. so um yeah so we're so we're not um she's she's fine she finally gets to talk to the judges yeah we go on to megan go on to megan and oh my gosh i love how megan talks the first words mm -hmm. out of her mouth because they're like so megan why should you be here and she goes listen classy fly girl and they're like classy fly girl oh my god it's like we're mm -hmm. not and megan were able to win over the judges with just their words and mm -hmm. um naomi was like you know what once you said classy fly girl i no longer hate your pants right i get where i'm coming <laughs> from <laughs> she's from liverpool now right um 
so yeah, no. So they love her outfit and mm-hmm. Megan is making the cut. Yep. But before they can decide who the winner is, they have to speak to one more person. And that person is going to be Johnny from the circus. So mm-hmm. Johnny comes on out and uh, yeah, also really good at talking at the talkie talk. Mm-hmm. And it's clear they really, really love this as well because he's like, yeah, you know, I wanted you to see me, but bring my feminine side because I'm taking your your critiques to heart. I wanted to bring like this other element and especially, you know, coming off the last thing. I want to show you guys what I could do if this weren't a collaboration, if this weren't a collab, like what would be Johnny? What would I put under my leather jackets? Mm -hmm. And this is what I would put under there. And I love how they they kind of. um. They up talked. He didn't even have to explain the stripes that didn't match. They mm-hmm. thought that was done on purpose. And I was like, that wasn't done on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it actually worked in his favor because Heidi is like, well, I would have thought it was a little circusy. And he's like, actually, oh, why why is that bad? I'm like, why would <laughs> yes. That bad yes, that's where my girl's going. <laughs> She's Beetlejuice going to the circus. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, so they love that and they keep showing the dress again and again mm-hmm. and, and the closer you get the more it looks like it's definitely the lines aren't matching up but no one's noticing and uh Nalen, does johnny make the cut johnny makes the cut and johnny wins yep yep johnny wins all, all very nice i this dress is sold out unfortunately and this is the one where I'm really curious. What did they sell it for? So I've I've left my comment on Amazon. I've asked one of the 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 reviewers. I'm like, how much did you pay for this dress? I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, listeners, if you if you've gotten in there, Please. and it for any of these, um, I'm I still am smarting over my frustration at not being able to get a neck a Nick Veros, um, Barbie doll. Uh huh. <laughs> um, oh wow that's back a, in that's project a... runway season three yeah season three <laughs> if they knew that they could still sell those dolls because there's there are other i'm pretty sure there are other people out there nailing who really wanted those dolls and would Blessed love to for saying people and not homosexuals <laughs> <laughs> Because let's cut the chase. I'm telling you, that's a market. <laughs> not, so, not that we are not people. It's a market. Uh, um, <laughs> so, so, but I mean, I, you know, and then, you know, again, uh, I don't think there are enough of these things. You know, there just, there needs to be more of them and then keep them up. It's it's been how many years? But still. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, we have Johnny who's got his first win and uh is 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 I think feeling a lot better since, you know, um the last critique or last episode had like, you know, some some rough critique sessions. Um great. But we're not done. Okay, gotta say that um, a quick a quick Uh-oh. trip to eBay oh. reveals. <laughs> <laughs> that I could have a limited edition Project Runway My Scene Barbie doll <gasps> from Nick Varios. <gasps> 
for only $37 or best offer. What? Okay. Um, I can't. That's that's in the box. Wow. I can't. That is so worth it. (laughs) There's a a lot of them listed. (laughs) Never mind. Maybe, maybe making the cut is doing it the right way. And Project Runway did it the wrong way by actually um, anticipating pent up demand where there might not have been as much demand. (laughs) So I stand corrected. Um, Nalen, <laughs> you can go and find that Mycene Barbie out there. You can buy it now. And also, you can probably, you know, uh, DM Nick Varios and, and show it and tell him that you have it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sure that wouldn't be disturbing for him at all. <laughs> you know what? I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be. I think he would welcome it. I feel like you, he'd be like, wait. Uh, I, I, how about you, uh, you know, be my friend now, you know, I, I, so, so, so tread with caution, tread lightly. Mm. Um, Nick Varios is very accessible in my opinion. So anyway, (laughs) um, yeah. So, okay. So, so Johnny wins, Johnny wins. You can't get that dress anymore. You can't get that dress. Um, here, how close you are to Beetlejuice. Nope. So they call up Troy. Yes. Uh, a big redemption moment. Right. Uh, uh, Troy, how was this under the gun pressure cooker for you? It's like, <laughs> uh, way okay, to bring up the lost, the lost season of Project Runway. You know, yeah. under the gun. I was just like, I love that season. Um, yeah, but Troy, this is where I was very. Uh, I don't know. I was like, Troy left me speechless. Because he was really grabbing for all of the positives. He's like, I'm really happy with the idea that I attempted and where I was going with what I was doing. And um, yeah, Uh, he just Mm -hmm. essentially just really liked what he did with his words. But Naomi Campbell was not having it with that because she's like oh it's sounds lovely you and these words of yours these lowly words of attempted and yeah and thinking and would have done like but that's not what you did your clothes sound like your words unsure unsure um you are a tailor but it's not what was in your jacket that's not tailoring where's your cut where's your knife and so she just ripped him a new one it's true so they went in even deeper on the dress. Um, and also Heidi and Naomi pull out their model cards. They're like, listen, we are professionals here. And Naomi goes, I think the worst thing that a model could ever say, I would never want to model this. I would, uh, I would die. Mm-hmm. I would die before I modeled that dress because they explained to mm-hmm. us that the worst thing ever, the worst thing that you could ever do to a model was give her a very flowy undergarment to wear with a very tailored top because how uncomfortable is that to put those flowy sleeves through those thin, thin armholes and have it bulk up beneath them. But that's what they did with the model. They had her take off the jacket and put it on and then turn around just to see what it looked like underneath the jacket. And it was bulking up back there. Like she just kind of had, you know, 
you know, looked like she was an angel hiding her wings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> or an angel that Troy had clipped the wings of this angel. She just really wanted to fly. Um, but yeah, they really, really tore into him on this one. Mm. So, Nalen, does Troy make the cut? Troy has let um, the panel down and does not make the cut. No, does not. Woo! Um, man, that was rough. Yeah. Um, and I would say that in his, in his send off, Heidi did have some, you know, clarifying words for him because Mm -hmm. in his limp sync for his life, he said, this is my shot. This is the only shot I have, which I didn't even believe in the moment. And I don't think he really believed, or I would say, I hope he didn't believe in the moment. Mm -hmm. And on his way out, Heidi was like, this is not your only shot like you we do believe in you that's why right. you're on the show but um we're not i'm not gonna let you leave the show with by just saying those those words because <laughs> we might have to call you back for something else so i don't know like who knows um so we say goodbye to troy uh but that's not it we're not done yet the last person they call up is will dun 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 Mm. They call up Will and he has to do his, essentially his like speech for his life as well. And um, um, doesn't really do a good enough job of really um, winning over the judges so far because they start um, chiming in. I didn't even really write down what Will said because I I just was like, oh, Will. Oh, no. I think I was just a little bit too afraid for him. Um, But joseph (laughs) and we don't really we have not heard a lot from joseph altazara and Mm -hmm. um also just fun fact i went to college with him (laughs) oh really i did i was around for his first fashion show at swarthmore college and um this is the most that i've ever seen joseph talk in a long time and i just love it he goes so like i get it your girl's a party girl. She loves LeMay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I just thought it was just so hilarious because it's, I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that will, like he was trying to say that in a, in a positive tone, but it just really Mm. was, um, it was really, was condescending. LeMay, you know, I guess like, I hate the fabrics that you choose. So shiny, but you really have a taste problem. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm just also like, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, they really try to get into uh, stuff with, with Will, but I just feel like no one can really get past Naomi. Naomi hates him. I think um, uh, Nicole really doesn't like him either. And Naomi just comes out with it. She's like, I've had a problem with you on every assignment. I've, mm-hmm. I've wanted, she, basically, Naomi's like, I've wanted you gone since day one. And uh, it's Joseph over there who's been floating you along. But for me, yeah. there's nothing you can say to convince me because I've voted you off the show every single episode. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, and I say that because it does sound like uh, what's happening, at least with, with Joseph, is that he's trying to figure out something. And I think from the very first episode, he's like, I get where he wants to be as a designer. And I don't also don't get it why 
he's making so many excuses for Will. And I'm wondering if it is a little bit about his background. Maybe, maybe like in the fashion world, they sort of know each other or know of each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's like, and, and also it, it's Will's not a, a bad or egotistical person. Right. He isn't yeah. like, you know, he's not like, he has never been like these other designers aren't on my level or anything like that. It's like, he says, well, I'm really good at draping. Um, you know, he says that he hasn't really demonstrated it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just sort of like, yeah, you're, it, it's like when you're dating somebody and there's nothing objectively wrong with them, but mm-hmm. you just know that you can't go on another date with them. Yeah. And you're like, I, and they're, and they're, and they're like, can't you just tell me why? Like, why, like, why don't you want to go out again? I thought we were having like a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and at a certain point, you're just like, I can't. It's, it's, it's me. Yeah. I, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I mean- um, I, you know, I, I have been in those situations. I'm always able, I think I have a template now like I for, yeah. for those because it's really hard to respond in those instances because you don't, it's not, it's not neither here nor there. Right. It's just, a, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, in terms of that, it's chemistry. But with, with Will, yeah, he's a perfectly okay person. But you have to say this outfit was pretty hands down terrible. <laughs> Hmm. so i mean for me it was it was an easy call that like no i i for me it was an easy call on the first episode as well (laughs) i just yeah exactly i just didn't like i hadn't liked anything that he did but will you know i do agree like is a really uh someone who has the resume of a person who should do well in this competition and i think also is someone who, I mean, I would go on another date with Will if I knew his resume, because I'm like, there's someone else, there's something else in there. You know, I feel like it's, it's there. Maybe we just have to get over the first few awkward meetings. And then, and then you're going to show me that Oscar De La Renta training. And then you're going to show me all the other stuff that you learned. And it's just going to show me just how amazing and what great potential you have, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Nayland, mm-hmm. does Will change any of their minds? No. <laughs> no. I, I'm not, why beat around the bush? It's so clear that he is not. No, he doesn't. No. Yeah. No. no. Oh, man. So this, I feel like, brings down the roof on people. Why am I saying bring down the roof? It's this is hard. This is real tough. Like everyone starts crying because they've already lost Troy. They lost Josh yesterday, mm. um, unexpectedly, and now they're pretty clear. It's their will's gone down. Yeah. Um, well, basically, in the course of two days, three people have left. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's you know that again. That is a different set up for any sort of reality show. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and so, but again, um, we clearly are given the sense that, yes, they're all torn up about it, but maybe not emotional enough <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> they, they still, there could be a little bit more 
um, hunger for additional fire in their bellies. Yes, more fire! Uh, <laughs> so what happens then? Heidi takes them aside and goes, hey guys, how was that for you, seeing your friends be tortured and, and slashed and sacrificed by the wayside? Was that bad? Was it? Yeah, it was real bad. It was real bad. Um, are you feeling okay in Paris? Do you like it here? Do you like it? Do you like your atelier? Do you like your setting? Do you like your, you know, the like being able to roam around the River Seine? Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heidi, I guess. Well, pack your bags because we're leaving Paris. We're leaving tomorrow. And we're going to Tokyo. Mm. They're leaving just as they're kind of settled, but also very unsettled in a settled place. Mm -hmm. They're going to Tokyo tomorrow. And then at last, they jump up and down and hug each other and... Uh, and demonstrate the requisite <laughs> amount of excitement. Sabato leaps into Heidi's arms. Yes. Like he he his whole body goes into her, her arms and he covers her with kisses. And I'm just like, whoa, you're touching Heidi. Like this is also something <laughs> very new. And I'm like, did they know that once they unleash this onto them that this is the kind of excitement that they get? Are they entertained? Yep. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Oh my goodness! Uh, t- tomorrow they're leaving for a whole different um, uh, time zone mm-hmm. um, in a whole different country with another language to contend with, mm-hmm. and uh, more dazzling settings. I am sure we are in. Mm-hmm. We are in store for that. Wow! Yes. Oh my gosh! So so Nayland, is that's the end of episode four? There we go. We made it through. <laughs> They, 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 we all, you know, um, they, they live to fight another day, um, in Tokyo. So, oh my gosh, Nayland, any last thoughts and anything to share? And also please remind our listeners, um, Mm -hmm. how they can find you. (laughs) Um, no other, uh, no other last thoughts, except that I am, uh, I am very happy to be, um, doing this with you as, uh, you know, um, our recording is um, a lovely through line, even if I'm not so um, enamored of the show. I am Yay. very enamored of you and getting to talk to you oh, on a regular basis. So that is I'm that is a so very lovely thing. I'm so glad to hear that because I'm like, I, I'm going to keep talking to you about this, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, and otherwise, no, you can, you can find me, um, on Instagram at, uh, Nalen W. Blake. You can find me on Twitter at Nalen Blake. Um, again, reach out to me in either one of those places. If you are currently playing Animal Crossing on the Switch and want to, um want to swap friend codes i'm happy to do that um fellow nintendo users and um and where can people find you yeah and you can find me on the social mediums at ernez h-e-r-n-e-a-s-e and at ernezdavis.com and um on facebook (laughs) on our facebook page 
um, facebook.com forward slash the workroom and on, on, on Instagram. And also we're now on Patreon. Thank you so much again. Like a, another special shout out to our patrons on there. And you can go to the link that's also in our show notes to support the, the podcast um, with our just our upkeep of production costs. And um, yeah, and I think that is all. Oh, my gosh. And then, uh, yeah, this is so weird. I don't know why. I always have a hard time saying goodbye <laughs> at the end of our podcast. But um, yeah. And well, we won't say goodbye. Yes, we, we will won't. say, as the French do, au revoir. Yes, I love that. Au revoir. You know what? I, I also like a bientôt. A bientôt. See, See you later. That's Spanish. Anyway, uh, bye. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, and actually, let's do it. Au revoir. Au, au revoir. Au, au revoir. Au revoir. All right. Yes. Got it. Yay! <laughs>